Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to another Spirit of 67 podcast. My name is Lee Wilmer. I'm joined by our Queen's Park Rangers reporter, Phil Spencer. Hi, Phil. Hello. And we've also got Charlton Athletic writer Clive Yalton with us today. Hi, Clive. Hi, Lee. Um, we are once again doing a podcast talking about a bad weekend for Rangers, Phil. Um, that's one point from the last six games now. 3-1 um, defeat at home to Leeds. Uh, I don't think... Even the hardiest of fans would have expected um, too much from the game, given their run. Um, was it as bad as it seems? Um, it wasn't. It wasn't as bad as what it um, what it looks like. I think um, in terms of how the game played out, the, the first half wasn't too bad. Um, both teams were fairly even in the first half. There wasn't there wasn't a great deal of um, of proper chances created uh, during that time, and I think. I don't think either side had any uh, had any shots on target during that during that first half, and it was all a uh, fairly level pegging going in at the break. Um, QPR had played some decent football in the first half, playing out of midfield with um, they played Massimo Luongo, uh, Luke Freeman, and Ilias Chair in there. So three players who were all technically quite um, quite gifted, um, and so they were passing the ball around in the midfield and kind of breaking out and getting um, getting the full backs up to uh, to join the attack. But it's just kind of that uh, that end product. In the uh, in the final third, which is uh, becoming all too familiar, um, in the second half it started uh, much in the same way. But um, I think when when Leeds uh, when Leeds scored their first goal, it just showed how low the confidence is in that QPR camp because heads just dropped immediately. Um, as soon as that goal went in, you you almost knew it was game over. Uh, scored that goal, and then got a, a second one shortly after. Um, and there was just there was just nothing after that until that uh, that fluky um, Pavel Zvolek uh, goal found its way into the other uh, back of the net when everyone was uh, was lifted and everyone thought it could be the uh, the same as the Brentford game but then Leeds went up the other end and popped a third one in the back of the net and it was like right that's that's done and dusted now so uh, yeah it was just a disappointing afternoon and um, just a game which really showcased how how low the morale is in that team at the moment. What's what can be done? How, how can you lift morale? I suppose only only wins are going to do that, and that's easier said than done when you're when you're low on confidence. I think that's it. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the, the only surefire way to uh, to build up that uh, that confidence and morale in the camp is to uh, to win games. I don't think it's the case that um, the players aren't playing free in Holloway anymore. I don't think it's that they're they're not responding to his methods. I think it's just the fact that they almost they almost know that um, they're not a. Uh, a free scoring side so that when they go 1-0 down they know that they're up against it mm. to try and um, to try and get back into it um, normally they'd they'd opt to play the uh, the Matt Smith card at that point but he'd been on since the start of the game so there wasn't really too much that they could do to uh, to change the course of 
course of play to kind of like throw a different kind of challenge at Leeds so it was um, they just seemed to be out of ideas and um, the heads went down after that goal went in and um, yeah it um, seems like an uphill task to uh, to get themselves sorted going into the next run of games. It's not an easy fix Clive, um, kind of the financial burdens on QPR are well documented um, and we're kind of getting close to January now when teams struggling um, would go out and, and try and buy someone to try and fix their issues but QPR can't really do that they need to find almost a rough diamond from, from the lower leagues really don't they to try and try and help them in January there's some out there um, but everyone wants a goal scorer in their team don't they and they're very few and far between and I think um, reading between the lines Ian Holloway sets his team up r- rather not to lose mm-hmm. than to go and win a game would that yeah, be fair? I think so yeah so then the defenders are thinking right we, we can't concede and if they do concede they're thinking well, we're not going to score many goals so that's extra pressure on defence to uh, to make sure they keep a clean sheet and that's an intolerable pressure against you know some of the, the top teams so you do need to find someone who can score goals but they are a rarity in football aren't they and they cost a lot of money mm-hmm. and uh, as, as Lee said if you haven't got the money to go out and splash a few million mm-hmm. on someone which isn't guaranteed anyway to to get you those goals you do have to look perhaps into the into the lower leagues but then fans are questioning the club's ambition if you're going out to get players that are you know maybe aren't even championship proven mm-hmm. I think that's that I think it's um, yeah there's, there's financial restraints at the club so they're, they're not they're not a club that can go out and what the going rate for a, a decent striker in the championship now is you're talking like five million plus mm-hmm. at least to uh, to get a decent striker in uh, QPR aren't in a position to do that but they, they need to go out and get someone because um, fair enough they're, they're not really in a position to, to spend money and they're wanting to uh, to save money where, wherever they can but ultimately if they, if they don't get a goal scorer in they're, they're risking like fighting relegation again going into the second half of the season if they, if they can't score goals then they're not going to win games which means that they're going to stay where they are in the league at the moment and I think they're the 19th in the league at the moment yeah. Um what six points from from the relegation zone? So there's a little bit of a buffer, but they are in free fall at the moment. Is it one point in eighteen that they've got? Uh, one point out of the last eighteen available that they've got. So they really are in a uh, in a difficult place, and it's it's got to be the priority in January to uh, to strengthen that that attack. Is the creativity there? They, obviously, you can you can point fingers at the, uh, the the strike force and not scoring goals, and but is, uh, are they being fed um, with the, the kind of quality balls they need? They are to an extent. Um, I think Luke Freeman and Massimo Luongo, they are really good at breaking out of midfield and um, and setting up chances in the final third. It's not a case that um, QPR don't get chances, they just don't get clear-cut chances. Um, and whether that's down to the lack of real service, I mean, it's it's fairly one-dimensional in, the, one, one-dimensional in that you know that it's coming through Luongo or uh, Luke Freeman through that centre midfield. Whether... A change in formation would be uh, would be handy, and getting some some wingers on the pitch. Uh, they've got a couple in the squad. They've got um, Brighter Sai Samuel, who seems like a, a prospect who's come in from Blackpool over the summer, and he's barely featured. Mm. Uh, whether they need someone like that, someone who's a little bit raw, someone who's got a bit of pace to uh, to come in and uh, just throw like something extra into the mix, that could be handy. But um, ultimately, I think it's just getting that striker who's got a real poacher's instinct. And I know, like Clive said, I think that's what everyone is looking for, mm. but. I think at the club, there's just they don't really have that striker who who knows where to be. They're anticipating the ball coming in, and they'll find themselves in the right position to to put the ball in the back of the net. They don't really seem to have that. But do you know where most goals are scored from someone attacking the byline and pulling the ball back. Mm-hmm. So a winger could do that and create that extra space. If you're trying to score goals 
from central midfield. You're looking for that, you know, thread of the needle pass, which isn't always going to work. If you've got players that could beat fullbacks, and then you've got defenders running back at their own goal, how many own goals did we see in mm-hmm. at the weekend mm-hmm. in the Premier League? Mm-hmm. You know, um, Charlton Athletic scored one. Delivery into the box. All the defenders are running back towards their own goal. Try and defend it. Josh McGuinness sticks it in his own net. Um, that's how you score goals. I, I would say a third of the goals scored mm-hmm. are from people producing that bit of creativity, um, like Zahar at Palace, mm-hmm. as an example, mm-hmm. getting in behind defenders and, and causing huge problems. It's a shame in that way that the um, Luar Luar uh, deal didn't really work out, wasn't it? Because he, he can um, offer that kind of spark. That's um, the thing. He's, he's another of these, uh, these, these wingers who, who could provide that, uh, that different kind of threat by getting to the byline. I mean, on... On Saturday, um, Pavel Zvolek, he was he was doing that on on Saturday. He was playing at right back, but he was doing well overlapping. He's he's a winger by trade and quite a quite a good one at Championship level. But because of the injuries that, uh, that QPR have had to the defence, um, back to QPR bingo, QPR defence, get that ticked <laughs> off. Um, he he was playing right back and he was overlapping well on that right hand side. But it begs the question: if if they're not creating chances, like well, why not play him in this proper position? Why not play him further mm-hmm. up the pitch where he's more natural? Get someone to fill in at right back. Um, and then he can he can do that. He can attack down the right. He's got he's got strength. He's got pace. And he, he did find himself at the byline to to put the ball into the box on a couple of occasions. So whether he should start playing in his proper position so he can get the best out of him, that that could be another option as well. But um, yeah, it just seems to be a little bit a little bit stale. And there's there's almost like a little bit of a, a feeling that Ian Holloway's running out of ideas for how to uh, keep things tight at the back, but also trying to get goals going forward, which obviously is a a key balance to get. And we've obviously mentioned it's one point from 18 now. Uh, before those two wins over Wolves and Sheffield United, it was five points from 21. Mm-hmm. Five draws, obviously. So you, you can look at stats in two different ways, can't mm-hmm. you? They'd, uh, they'd only lost two of the seven games leading them to that, but they hadn't won any of them. They'd drawn five. Mm-hmm. Um, so how, how under pressure is Ian Holloway at the moment? Um, I think... You've got to say that he is under pressure to an extent. Um, I mean, I like Ian Holloway. I think um, in terms of the situation that QPR are in, it's it's a little bit of a dud hand that he's been dealt anyway because he, he doesn't have money to go out and buy players that he might he might want to go out and sign. Um, it's not um, it's not a team that he can necessarily make his own with the uh, the financial restrictions on the team. But the fact that they're not winning games and they are in free fall has got to be concerning. Um, I don't think. I think the main ten, uh, telltale sign is when the players stop performing for the manager. Mm. I don't think that's the case so far. Um, they do seem to be performing for him, but confidence just seems to be a little bit low. Um, so I think the next few weeks are certainly going to be vital. And I'd almost go as far to say as he's, he's probably got a month or over that Christmas period to, to save his job. I mean, if, if they carry on in the same vein and it gets to the middle of January and they're still in this position, surely they've got to be looking to... Uh, to make a change and um, think about if, if he can't inspire confidence in that team and that is what Ian Holloway does best he gets his players going he gets them psyched up for games and if, if he can't do that well then maybe that's when you start looking at another option but I think I think it's a little bit too soon for that now um, but um, but certainly it's it, he, is, he is under pressure because ultimately if you're, if you're not winning games and you're in free fall and they could be in the relegation zone by Christmas Day um, and that, that is pressure because QPR shouldn't be going into yeah. League One that's, it's massive. This weekend is absolutely massive, isn't it? Birmingham City away. Um, there are six points between the two clubs. Birmingham win, and all of a sudden you're looking at QPR being just three points above the relegation zone, and then you start to worry, don't you? That's it. It can, ch- it can change so quickly. Um, 
obviously yeah they got Birmingham this weekend which is a, a really important game um, the week after they got Bristol City who were like absolutely flying at the moment they're, um, they're, they seem like dark horses for, for getting into those playoff places so they're going to put forward a really difficult challenge and then you've got the um, the chaos of the festive period where you've got Ipswich a couple of days after you've got Millwall a couple of days after that and they're not going to make it easy for them then they've got um, it's Cardiff on um, on New Year's Day yep. as well so um, a few difficult games in quick succession and like you said it's, it's six points away from the relegation zone now but if if they didn't win those games it could quite easily be in the relegation zone by the time it gets to Christmas Day or New Year's how is anyone going to change that though if, if Holloway can't do it if you're saying that there's no money available for a new manager that comes in you know, it's all about the inspiration side of it, isn't it? Can he inspire the players? Mm-hmm. And what what would be the point of getting rid of him when <laughs> you can't actually change the team? You've, you've, it's down to the players at the end of the day. That's isn't it? it. I mean, it's it, it is difficult because um, yeah, he's he's got his hands tied to an extent, uh, and that that is the main debate. You see, um, you see, and you hear QPR fans talking about it. Kind of, oh, some fans are saying, "Oh, you should get rid of Ian Holloway," but the question that comes back is, "Well, who are you going to get to replace him, and what, why are they going to do anything much different to what he can do?" Um, the only the only real criticism that you can put forward to him is the fact that there is that lack of creativity going forward, and maybe he should put the emphasis towards scoring goals and playing players in the natural mm-hmm. positions and um, getting Pavel Zvolek playing on the right wing and bringing on people like right aside Samuel to play on the left wing just to add a little bit more um, direct attacking play because if you're not scoring goals you're not going to win games and um, as much as it's important to to keep the defence tight and um, and try and make sure that you're not losing games they haven't really been doing that either because I can't, I can't remember the last time that um, the QPR got a clean sheet. Well, I suppose they did it against Wolves and Sheffield United, but um, before that, it's been it's been a long time. And um, for a manager who's trying to keep that defence as tight as possible, he hasn't done the best job in terms of doing that because they are they are leaking goals left, right, and centre. But I bet you he's got a lot of players in his mind that he he knows could change it for QPR, and it's just a case of can he get those players in, and what what situation are they in at their clubs? Generally, in January, you're finding players that are not getting in their teams mm-hmm. who are quite willing to go out on loan mm-hmm. and get games and stuff like that but uh, going into the scoring goal situation um, and looking into lower leagues Ricky Miller's a good example he's gone to Peterborough he scored 40 odd goals for Dover mm-hmm. surely he can do it at Peterborough but it hasn't really mm-hmm. featured it's not really worked out for him so that's always a gamble mm-hmm. going into that sort of situation that's so, it. I think I think that's the um, that's the thing I mean it's it's a bit of a case of yeah, you're damned if you do and you're damned if you mm-hmm. don't because um you need to, if you can't afford to spend money, you're going to have to get players from the lower mm. leagues, but it is a gamble for them to come up and mm. play in the championship. It's a big jump. It is. And, and Connor Washington's a perfect example of that. He, he did well at Peterborough. Um, they thought, oh, he, he's got the, uh, the skill set to come up. But he, he's just kind of, he just seems to lack that, I suppose, that, that poacher's instinct to, uh, to be in the right place at the right time. And he's, he's struggled and he cost, what, I think it was like two and a half, three million to come up. And, um, so you could see the case being, oh, well, let's look in League One for another striker. It's like, oh, but we don't want another mm. another player who's not going to be able to cut it at this level. So um, you've got to it, be quicker in the mind, haven't you? Yeah. As well, mm. at that level, yeah. You know, you, you've got half a second. Mm-hmm. One of the I can't remember who it was. One of the top European players come out over the weekend and said, "Football is played in the mind." Mm-hmm. You know, you've got to know where you're going to pass the ball before it's even arrived. Mm-hmm. That's and, it. And uh, some players who are playing in perhaps League Two, League mm-hmm. One haven't necessarily got that and when yeah. they step up to the Championship or the Premier League it's mm-hmm. so much quicker that's it. but it's quicker because people are thinking quicker mm-hmm. that's it yeah I think it's um, 
I think even even just like a loan signing would be handy. Like yeah. so, getting someone from the Premier League. I know it's it's complicated because naturally, just by being in the Premier League, they've got higher wages. Um, you've got loan fees and stuff that you've got to take into consideration, which the club ideally wouldn't want to be spending. But ultimately, they, they need a goal scorer. They need someone who can put it in the back of the net regularly. And so I'm sure they'd rather pay a uh, pay an amount for a, a loan fee to get, I don't know, a Chelsea youngster or a Premier League youngster in on loan for six months, someone who's, who's going to do it um, and, and make sure that they're staying in, in the championship. Because at the moment, that seems to be the, the challenge which the club are having to deal with. It's... Cool. No, I was just going to say, it's, um, we'll, we'll always talk about the festive period being crucial for most clubs, um, and, and no more so than um, QPR, as you, you say. A massive relegation game against Birmingham City this weekend um, away, then Bristol City at home, mm-hmm. Ipswich away, Millwall away, and then Cardiff on New Year's Day. Mm-hmm. <coughs> for a team that's not won a game away from home. It, it just seems like the, uh, the game against Leeds, it was... Yes, it's been a, a bad run of form recently, but the defeat against Leeds, I mean, Leeds, Leeds were a good side. I mean, it's not a case that QPR had any God-given right to her to get a result against them because Leeds are a good team. And to be honest, they, from what we saw on Saturday, they looked like a team that's going to be mm. challenging for promotion at the end of the season. Uh, but it was, it was the first game where you came away and you were like, I, I think QPR were in a, an actual relegation battle rather than just in a, a little bit of a dip. And so, um, so, yeah, I think going into the Birmingham game next week, I think it does definitely take on added importance. But dropping out of the Championship would be a disaster for, for QPR, wouldn't it? Mm. So, you know, in that uh, respect, in, in football, it's a business where you have to speculate to accumulate sometimes mm-hmm. and maybe break that wage structure or maybe mm. break that um, you know, rule that you've got about how, you, how you're going to bring in players just to get that one person who could make all the difference... Mm-hmm. Maybe add a bit of interest, bring a few fans back. The problem is they've been bitten before, haven't they, by speculating exactly, yeah. to accumulate. Yes. Yeah. Um, and and I, I can't see them doing it again. Mm-hmm. No, I think, I think that's it. I mean, they've got a couple of players who are out of contract next summer. So I think regardless, when it gets to next summer, it's, it's almost like a little bit of a, uh, a clean slate for them. Mm-hmm. I think Stephen Cork is out of contract. Obviously, he's, he's on high wages. You've got players like J. Emmanuel Thomas, who's still on high wages and no, one, no one's seen him for God knows how long. Um, you've got Neda Manua who yes he yes he's playing in the team but he's on high wages and if he's going to stay at the club he'll have to take a, a significant pay cut so that'll sort out that that kind of issue yeah. there uh, but you think that by the time it gets to next summer everyone will be on something of a, a level playing field in terms of wages they'll be back to a, a clean slate and then they can start to, to build up from there but hopefully they'll be hoping that it's not going to be in League One that they're yeah, doing that they just, they just have to do that um, in the Championship don't they Excellent, we'll wrap it up there. Thank you for listening. All your latest QPR news is on getwestlondon.co.uk and we'll be back with another Spirit of 67 next week.